Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. Happy Saturday night. Jay Zawoski with Mario Tirabasi and Greg Boyson. The Blackhawks win 5-2 over Greg's beloved New York Rangers. Screw those guys. uh, Man, that was a... Aside from the Hawks win... We have a ton to get to in this game. <laughs> Everything was happening. Game. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was quite a thing. So let's just recap. Hawks win 5-2. They get three power play goals uh, in the win. Um, Jacob Truba and Jujar Kara dropped the gloves after last year's uh, dirty hit by Kara. They dropped the gloves. That was inevitable. Um, later, Truba puts another questionable hit on Andreas Athanasiu. And him and Jonathan Taves drop the gloves. Uh, Patrick Kane picks up his 1,200th point. Peter Morazic doesn't return for the third period. And if that wasn't enough, Luke Richardson takes a puck off the skull <laughs> and has to leave for part of the first period uh, to get stitched up. And, uh, man, I, this was like a whole season's worth of events yeah. in one game. So I guess we just start with the game. And for the fir- for the for only the fifth time this season, the Hawks pick up the first goal of the game. And, fellas, we had been joking about, you know, jump on DraftKings, bet against the Hawks on the first goal every game, and you're going to come out ahead. That's still the case. But you can <laughs> see would. what difference it makes when you're not chasing. It allows you to play within mm-hmm. your system. It allows you to do the things you want to do. You don't have to go force opportunities that aren't there or try to generate offense to get back in the game. You don't have to play mistake-free hockey. And like Patrick Sharp was saying, for like the last half of the game, keep it boring. Keep the lead. Keep it boring. That's what the Hawks were able to do when they gave up chances. For the most part, they were one and done, and they and they skate out of there with a 5-2 win. That That's how you do it. That is how a bad team wins games. Yeah, three uh, three zero oh, and two when scoring first uh, this season. So it doesn't happen often, but when it does, the Blackhawks come away with a point. Uh, that's that's interesting to me. I mean, still the least amount of games uh, that that they have scored first in in the entire league, uh, just five games. But yeah, I mean, look, we talk about tank season coming into this year. Mm-hmm. We talk about it through you know, are they too good to tank when they win four in a row and then they've won. <laughs> they won two all of the month of November. Um, you know, you you need a win, and you need a win like this. You need a win where you can go wire to wire with the lead um, and still, like, overcome some adversity. Um, you know, they, they really weren't facing too much adversity as far as, you know, the, the game being, their lead being challenged. But physically having to overcome, you know, the, the, the pud wackiness of Jacob Truba, like Chud, Chud whack. Is that what you call them online? Yeah. Chud Captain, Ch- Captain Chud whack is, is Confirmed J- uh, Jacob true Truba now. Yeah. So, you know, to, to be able to overcome that, I think is, is important. You played almost the entire third period without Jonathan Taze. Like, you know, the, the, sometimes adversities are not trailing in a game. Um, you had to play the entire third period with uh, a, a cold goalie, like, Yep. You know, the, you needed a win like this for the Blackhawks to snap a losing streak, start a road, start a tough road trip on the right foot and, you know, get a little get a little more pep in your step. Now, 
do you do I want you to to go on a eight game win streak? No, probably not. <laughs> it probably won't happen. But it's good to get one back in the win column. Good for the morale. Good, for, you know, good for the guys in there because they they've been working hard. You know, they're this the losing streak that they've been on was not for a lack of of, of effort. Right. So, uh, good good to see them rewarded tonight for sure. Yeah, this is again. It's another game where this team got owned at five on five play again. I mean, that's a nightly thing pretty much. <clears throat> but they got three power play goals. They took advantage. They got a five on three, and then they scored right away on the second penalty. That was the difference in the game. They get another one in in the third period. That's the way they're going to win. They have to win that special teams battle because they're just not going to be able to beat many teams at five on five. And, uh, you know, the Rangers owned five on five most of the night, but they took advantage of it and, and good for them. You know, this is a, a, normally, you know, I'm the guy that's all about the tank standings, but for many reasons tonight, I'm happy with this win. First, it was against the New York Rangers and screw the New York Rangers. <laughs> screw New York, period, and the most famous arena in the world. Right here, pal. I don't care about your old ass arena that has gotten no championships ever. The Rangers have one cup in 80 years. The Knicks have two in their entire history and they haven't had one in 50 years. Tell me how magical the arena is. Blow it out your ass. Screw the Madison Square Garden. Screw Jacob Truba in the ear. <laughs> this guy is a pub. I don't even want to call him a pudwack because that's going to insult pudwacks. And, and, and if you think that that hit was clean, you're a pudwack too because he clearly left his feet. The head was the point of contact. Jacob Trubeck is, Truba is a scumbag. Yeah. And the Rangers deserve to be a pedestrian, mediocre, underachieving-ass team because they named him captain. Screw the New York Rangers. Thank you. I feel so much better. All right. Well, let, let's get into the Truba hit because, like you said, uh, beyond Pudwack, uh, that guy's got a history. And when you've got a history, the benefit of the doubt goes away for you. Right, like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Sort of a thing. He, it, look, his feet were off the ice. The point of contact was ahead. Yes, Athanasiu had his head down. Yes, he did. Right, he was reaching for a puck, had his head down, and that is dangerous. And every coach will tell you to skate with your head up as much as you possibly can. Okay, when I see that guy coming, you know he is looking for the opportunity to injure. He does it over and over and over again. It is in his DNA. It is the kind of player he is. And very much like Tom Wilson, Jacob Truba is a guy who is a good enough player where he doesn't have to do that stuff. And I'm not saying don't finish your checks. And I'm not saying if there's a guy, you know, primed for a big hit to take it, stay on your feet, keep the shoulders and elbow tucked. He did neither of those things on that hit. And look, when you see it in real time, of course, sometimes impact will make your feet leave the ice and all those sort of things. But I'm sorry. He does not get the benefit of the doubt from me. And I watched it over and over and over again. And I saw an elbow extended. I saw a point of contact being the head. And I saw skates off the ice. And how is that not a charging penalty? He came from like 50 feet to deliver that hit. At the very least, it should have been a charging penalty, regardless, clean or not. Yeah. He, it was a predatory hit that even when they showed the replay where they showed like the distance, it was from almost 50 feet away when he started to stride to make that hit. That's charging. Sounds like it for me. Yeah. I, 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 I agree that he has, he has no benefit of the doubt left. Um, 
it was high. I, yeah, he was he he was he was off the ice. Look, like he, the the hit with Kara didn't get any. He got no no call on the play, no suspension. Like it, he he hit a dude in the head, knocked him unconscious, sent him to the hospital, and nothing happened. Like, yeah, Andreas at the end of CU was able to pop right up, skate away. Like that's great. Could have been a lot worse. It's just the history he has. He doesn't he doesn't get any benefit of the doubt. And is it is it at best borderline? Yeah. That's that's as best yeah. as you can say is is it's a borderline hit. Um he had to he had to answer for it. He had to answer for uh running Jason Dickinson and Jujar Kara earlier in the game too from Jujar Kara, which I was I was not shocked that that that, that came about as much as Kara uh, wanted to, you know, earlier earlier this year, talk about like, you know what, it's a bad part of the game, um, but I I, wa- I want to move on from it. As much as he talked about that, as much as he's been professional about talking about the hit, um, these are still, you know, hockey players, and Jujar Kara plays a game and is and is wired in a way that says, if you take me out like that and you don't get punished for it, you're gonna get punished for it eventually. So I was I was happy to see him. Uh, respond to that. Res- respond to the the history that those two have, and the the hit that Truba tried to lay on him uh, in 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 the first period. So, I, I was I was glad that Kara was able to to respond uh, at that moment. Jonathan Taze stepping in, um, you know, uh, stupid that he got the extra penalties on it, and and uh, Truba was able to just come away with one fighting major, but. I'm glad that that Tay stepped in and and you know was standing up for for his teammates and and standing up to to Trubo who clearly you know once once the, the the game starts to get out of reach his uh what clicks in his brain is not let's get back into it on the scoreboard it's let me see if who, who I can take out to give us an advantage and that's is that part of the game maybe should it be no well like look like physical play is part of the game. But yeah, but intent, a, but there, trying to knock somebody out yes. of the game. And there's like the Hawks have a lot of guys on their team that play physically. Jake McCabe, yeah. Connor Murphy, you know, uh, Dickinson, Reese Johnson. Like you can go on and on and on from guys in this roster. If there's one thing they have, it's guys that play physically. But you don't see them regularly putting themselves in situations like this. There are ways to to make hits that are safer and look guys are going to get injured in the course of a hockey game right it is fast moving you've got guys skating like 15 to 20 miles an hour into each other injuries are going to occur but jacob truba could absolutely have opted to not take that hit and it wouldn't have changed the play all that much or you just rub him off or give him a little jostle or whatever to jar the puck loose or you skate through him and don't leave your feet it's the same guys all the time and and that's the thing it's the same guys all the time and, and yeah. it's Tom Wilson. It was Rafi Torres back in the day. It was Brian Marchment back in the day. Like there, you can remember the guys who <clears throat> always made the dirty hits. It's not a coincidence. It's not people picking on them. And to your point, Mario, about uh, you know Taves stands up for a teammate and gets uh, the extra penalty, and then gets a ten minute misconduct while Truba gets nothing. Yeah. That tells me, and this is you know a topic for another day, obviously. The instigator is broken. The spirit of the instigator penalty was to prevent 
tons of fights from breaking out all the time, like we saw in the 80s and 90s. And mm-hmm. they're, I think what they're trying to say is for player safety, right? However, what we've seen is now we're seeing the game's best players getting railed on the ice. Sidney Crosby. We saw Jonathan Taves do it. Uh, Willie Mitchell laid him out. Marion Hosa gets laid out by Rafi Torres. And guys are afraid to go fight because they don't want to put the team down. These guys, these headhunters, know that's the case. Jacob Troop is like, look, if I got to drop the gloves to somebody, I have to, but they're going to get the extra penalty, not me. There's no fear of that anymore. Yeah. And yeah, the days of the goon are gone, but I don't know. I, I think the re- I think the instigator penalty needs a revision. I, I get the spirit of it, but it's it's not working. It's not doing what it's designed to do. There, there were absolutely zero repercussions or accountability from that hit. Actually, the Rangers benefited from it because they got a power play. They scored a power play goal, yep. and Jonathan Taves had to sit in the penalty box for 10 minutes. So how does that prevent Jacob Truba from doing that again? It doesn't. Right. And and Athanasiu didn't get hurt, so there'll be no suspension because that's the only way you get suspended by player safety is if you get injured. So – He'll be out there and he'll do it again. Just like last year when he put Jujar Kara on a stretcher, the very next night he did yeah. it again. To Was it Nathan McKinnon? He had to go for yeah. a ride on a stretcher. So there's no – and, yeah, you're right. The instigator penalty is, is garbage. It, it Like, you know it, you know when a guy starts – like, if anything instigated the fight, it was Jacob Truba's hit, not Jonathan Taves going after him. We got a you know, quote here from uh, right. post game. This is from Ben Pope. Uh, Max Domi said Taves going after Truba was quote the best part of the game, and that he had quote no comment on that guy <laughs> when asked about Truba specifically. So look, nice. the players see it too. They see guys, it too. Pl- There's going to be a rematch here in uh, two weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow, December 18th, Rangers are in town. I think it's going to be a spicy game. Mm-hmm. That should be a fun one. There's going to be some some receipts cashed in that night, I think. <laughs> yeah, and of course you would have liked yeah. to see Kara uh, win that fight a little more decisively, but you knew that was coming. Truba knew it was coming. Sure. You know. And I cringe when a guy that's had concussion injuries like Juja Kara get in a fight, but God, I was so happy for him. I was like, punch yeah, the crap exactly. out of this guy. This guy deserves it. And kudos to the linesmen because they looked like they were going to jump in and then they kind of like, no, nope, we're going to let these two guys go and get it out of their system. So kudos to the officials for having a little awareness because they let that go probably a lot longer than it should have because there was a point where Kara got him on the ice and then he picked them back up so he can pummel him some more and the refs <laughs> let it go. So so good. So good. Uh, <laughs> Good on their officials for kind of having a little situational awareness and say, let let these guys get this out of the system so they can move on. Uh, Patrick came with a yeah. quote, too. Um, we've obviously had leads and given them up. We built on our lead tonight and stuck together as a team through a couple tough plays. That's a great win. So there's Patrick Kane after the game as well. So, you know, from a Blackhawk yeah. standpoint, all positive here. You know, you, you had the response to the hit. You had Kara get his revenge, if you want to call it that. It was just a complete team win, and it, and it's what you love to see. And um, it, it seems like, you know, I, I think as we kind of go back to the first goal thing, like you know that was on their mind, that they've been giving up the first goal in, what was it, 18 to 22 or whatever it was, 18 to 23 this season. And yeah. to get that first one had to be kind of a relief for them to say, all right, 
got to lead. Now let's hold this thing for a while. And of course, right after they score, Panarin gets that breakaway chance. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. like right <laughs> away it happened, but he shot it wide. And uh, I don't yeah. know. I just, I feel good about this. And there's a lot of people on Twitter and, and some in the chat saying like, this is bad for the tank. If you win one out of every nine games, you're going to be, you're going to be right where you want to be. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and for us, we got to do 82 yeah, of these just, things. Just, um, Let us talk about a win yeah, once a pump, month. Pump, Damn it. Yeah, Jesus really, Christ. Really. <laughs> yeah. To pump, pump the brakes on the, the, the tank is, is over uh, chatter because of, Don't. because of one win Their Their first win since before what, before it was even cold out. The last so. time they had a win, they only had seven uh, Jersey numbers hanging in the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> right. God, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Uh, all with matching fonts. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to get this yeah. as fun and and eventful as this game was tonight. Tomorrow night, we're going to get the boring ass New York Islanders. So it'll be the complete opposite. <laughs> uh, I'm really upset. I'm off tomorrow. Screw you, Zawaski. Screw everybody. That's the theme for tonight. <laughs> uh, we've got a super chat here from the Lebowski Five. He says, in this particular Bedard tank season, there are only two teams I'm fine with the Hawks beating. The Rangers in Nashville, parentheses, the dumbest fans in hockey. Well, that can be argued, but they're right up there. Could be. Could be a short argument. I'd also there. add the St. Louis Blues to that list. Yeah. I would rather beat the Blues than the Predators because, you know, the Predators – Besides being annoying and and uh, you know crybabies half the time, they're pretty much harmless. What have they ever done to anybody? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I would, I would, I would much rather beat the Blues at, at any point, at any time in the season. Um, speaking absolutely. of puds and chuds, uh, Jordan Bennington filling his diaper multiple times tonight. Oh, that was great. He's a he's a clown, absolute clown, perfect goalie for that franchise, isn't he? great yes um got a comment in here in the chat from edward he says nfl quote cte is very serious nhl quote let's punch them let's punch their brains out a bit more lmfao that's see that's kind of the problem is they're not punching their brains out anymore it's uh now it's like i'm just gonna hit this guy as hard as i can directly in the head with no consequence and uh Mm -hmm. and that you know look in the nfl and college football if you target a guy you're out you're done you're out for the game um yeah. they review it they take a look at it and if they see targeting you're gone and yeah that's a that's a nice move but i i honestly believe that the instigator penalty in hockey has led to more injuries than it's prevented i really think yeah. that yeah you target the head in the nf in the college football you're gone you target the head in the nhl the other team gets you know your team gets a power play yep exactly uh got an update here yeah. on peter morazic uh this from luke richardson who's speaking now uh, the other side of his groin. This time he'll miss some time. That from Luke Richardson. So Arvid Soderblom. His other groin. His other groin. I think. I thinking a man with glass groins should not play professional goaltender. It's probably not the greatest Sheesh. position to play for a guy yeah. with. A well, glass poor Arvid is never so going to get back to Rockford. Yeah. He is the starting yeah. goalie from well, here now, on out. Well, yeah, he'll he'll have some familiarity though from Rockford because you imagine a guy like Jackson Stauber. Or maybe Dylan Wells is now yeah. going to have to come back up because Alex Stalock doesn't seem like he's um, nearing a return anytime yeah. soon. So it's the Ice Hogs goaltenders playing in the Blackhawks uniforms. In case you're wondering about getting worried about tank standings, there you go. Yeah, don't um, worry about it. So, but well, hey, Arvid, you know Arvid's been decent. Arvid's been very. He's been the best goalie they've had. And the good news is the Ice Hogs are actually on a very rare. 
uh, East Coast road trip. They actually played in Hartford against the Rangers uh, farm teams night and beat them too. So it was an organizational sweep over the Rangers. Way to go, guys. Yes. Um, so uh, they're, they're in Hartford. So whoever they're going to send over to Long Island tomorrow, it, it's a very close trip now as opposed to having to get a guy on a plane from Rockford. Now it's like, here, go to the Greyhound bus station. You're going to Belmont. See you, See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would think they probably want to keep Marat, um, Stauber uh, playing, right? They probably want him to get the bulk of the starts down there. Yeah, he sure. played good tonight, and he's been eh, – I wouldn't put him in an NHL game. I'd put Wells out there who at least got a little bit of time, and he was on the Oilers practi- uh, taxi squad during COVID. So um, I'm not well, sure he, I want to put – He started a game. Yeah. In so, Chicago, I'm, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't put Jackson Stauber out there just yet. I think Jackson Stauber is the guy that they kind of sort of still look at as a prospect. Mm-hmm. So maybe let him be the, the guy in Rockford. And then Dylan Wells, who is just, you know, your journeyman type guy that, you know, isn't considered a prospect. Let him come up here and, and hopefully stay locked and get back soon. But yeah, I, I'm really thinking, you know, all that, hope I had that man Arvid Soderblom's gonna be is a really great AHL goaltender and he's gonna get back to Rockford and he's finally got a team that can score goals. I don't think he's going back to Rockford this year at this rate. Yeah it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> yeah. And right. uh Region Rev says she thought uh Stalock was skating. He was a he little is. bit but then they said it was like eh, after a couple days he didn't feel as great again they sort of dialed it back a little bit. That was late last week so uh, early this week, rather, things are just kind of it's a concussion. It's fluid, right? Like there's going to be good days and there's going to be yeah. steps backwards. So, yeah, I don't I wouldn't count on. I don't know. I'm not saying not coming back at all, but to call him close, I think, is a stretch. I don't think he's close yet. Yeah, no, I at least another week or two at, at minimum. Um, we had a couple of questions in the chat here, and I think our guy, Charlie, the bacon guy also asked on Twitter about what goalie got the win tonight. Marazic, if I'm Marazic gets the win because he was the goalie yeah. when the game winning goal was scored. Had the Rangers, I think, scored three goals, then the win would have gone to Soderbloom, I believe, because it was three one when Marazic went out. So the fourth goal would yeah. have been the game winning goal. So then Soderbloom would have got the win. So Marazic gets the win and um might be his last one for a while. Yeah. Feel bad I mean feel bad for him. It's just once you once you start aggravating that as a goalie, it's not. It's it, you not, don't get time always, for now. It's the other one. Like if it was the groin yeah. he injured before, you'd be like, okay, well, all right, now he's injuring the other one, probably because he's overcompensating. You know, for the one that he's been injured, trying so hard not to injure that one, he ends up injuring the mm-hmm. other one. Um, but that's not good. It's not, and I feel bad for him. Yeah. He's worked hard. He's a good, he's a good guy. He's liked by his teammates, but it's just, that's, that's tough. Uh, a goal, a goalie with bad groins is, is, is not ideal. Yeah. And he played pretty well until he went and, down. And so. He was, yeah, I was just going to say he was, he was playing well, uh, you know, tonight and needed, needed a, in a, in a, a game where the Blackhawks could play with a lead. He needed a game for his own confidence where he was playing well and, 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 you know, making good saves and getting an actual win. But man, it's tough. It's tough to see him go down again. No doubt. All right, let's get to our draft Kings King of the game. Before we hit our first break here, we're going to give it to Patrick Kane, a goal, two assists, three shots on goal, 1921 of ice time and picked up his 1200th 
NHL point on uh, picking up the primary assist assist on Taylor Radish's power play goal. So congrats to Patrick Kane for yet another milestone. Many have been completed already, many more to come. So 1,200 NHL points uh, for Patrick Kane. And uh, he's starting to feel like, starting to look like Patrick Kane again. That shot from the goal line was uh, pretty sick, not only to, to score from that angle, but to elevate it and uh, and score. Very few guys can do that as well as Patrick Kane can, and good to see him get back on the board again. And as I sarcastically put on Twitter at the end of the game, uh, can we stop the Patrick Kane to the Rangers rumors? Why would he accept a trade to a team that can't even beat the Blackhawks? <laughs> I love that. Fair I was surprised. Point. Like, they Fair were talking point. about it openly on the broadcast. Like, oh, you know, Patrick so Kane. Tired it's like, it. oh, my God. So tired of it. Yeah. Anyway, Just, how, yeah, it, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna be the story until he until they are either yeah. gone or not. So we just got to get. Well, used he wants to, to it. play with his buddy Panarin. So so does everybody else. Yeah, I wouldn't mind playing with Panarin. I'd play with Panarin. No. Sure, hockey. Yeah, in New York. Sure, mm. sure for an NHL <laughs> game check. Sure, I don't hate New York like <laughs> like uh, Greg does. I I do, I do think it's overrated. I just hey, I don't for, hate it though. For ten point five million dollars, I'll take back every mean thing I ever said about New York. Well, there you go. And if you're looking to make ten point five million dollars, <laughs> one way to do that. It's with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 back in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. I missed my parlay today. I had the Rangers scoring first and Patrick Kane scoring a goal. 50-50 doesn't count on a same game parlay, but if they had both hit, Boom, I'm fat and happy as opposed to just fat at this moment. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet 5 bucks on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Hey, and as I mentioned earlier, the Rangers are back in town in just a couple of days. December 18th, I believe it is, two weeks from tomorrow. And if you want to go to that game, you want to see you know, what kind of craziness these two teams can do, well, then you need to head over to our friends at Game Time, who are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts, and shows. Do you ever dream of sitting in a seat you never thought you could right at glass, right at center ice at the glass behind the Hawks bench, wherever you want game time has the biggest last minute price drops that can be found on the seats. You thought you never could buy. You won't find a better deal on Blackhawks tickets this season. I looked at game time earlier, 33 bucks is the cheapest ticket for the uh, rematch against the New York Rangers coming up uh, on the 18th, a little pricey, but it's a Sunday night. It's New York. It's a primetime matchup. It's an ESPN game, but still $33 for a Blackhawks ticket is still a good deal. You want to see Alex Ovechkin? You've heard of him. He's kind of good. Most road goals in the history of the league. They're coming to town December 13th, the Capitals. You can get into that game for under 
20 bucks to see Alex Ovechkin in the Capitals. That's a pretty darn good deal. So if you love CHGO, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description. If you're watching us on live, uh, watching us live on YouTube, first of all, thank you. Scroll down, smash that giant thumbs up button. Give us a like. We will appreciate that. And then right under that, You'll see the link to Game Time. Click on it and join over 15 million people who have used Game Time to score the best seats on all your favorite events. And if you are uh, wanting to go to the Bears Packers uh, tomorrow, get in the building for 89 bucks. Not too bad. Bears Packers yeah. at Soldier Field. And hey, if you're going, join us at our CHGO tailgate, Chicago versus Green Bay. Tomorrow, yeah. December 4th, we start at 8 30 a.m. right up until kickoff at noon. It is the official CHGO tailgate, the best in the city. All food and drinks included with the ticket. What food, Jay? What drinks? How about Green Ridge Farm and their delicious family of meats? How about Goose mm. Island and their wonderful wonderful beers? How about the uh, liquid death water? It's a great mm -hmm. value. Go to allchgo.com to get your tickets. And remember, if you're a CHGO diehard, you save on this and all chgo events we've got another one to tell you about later in the hour that you're not going to want to miss but that diehard membership we talk about it paying for itself black friday cyber weekend all those sort of things you're saving 70 percent in our merchandise shop you've got 20 percent off merch all the time you're getting a free shirt or hat at sign up right off the hop it pays for itself all chgo.com to become a diehard and to get tickets to our chicago green bay tailgate sunday morning 8 30 till noon it's going to be a good time justin fields versus a, a. ron rodgers is rodgers playing <sighs> that's a rumor uh, yeah yep, yep. Mm. i got a parlay on that one too playing. i've got uh david montgomery over 85 and a half yards rushing and uh i hate to do it but i got the packers minus three and a half mm. they just the, yeah. the bears defense is so bad it's, it's so a bears bad. tank season too yeah, exactly. So, yes, there's my same game parlay for that one. All right, let's talk about Luke a little bit. <laughs> Jack Johnson uh, looking to clear a puck, <laughs> uh, lifts one into the Hawks bench, and Luke, to, uh, they had that replay. That was quite a shot. Like, yeah, the puck it, that, hit that hurt head my head. It hit his head, then went like straight up into the crowd. Uh, Mike Gapsky trying to control his glasses, uh, gets the towel on Luke's head, and then Luke actually had to go back for a little while and get stitched <laughs> up. He had very little to say about it after the game. I'm good. We got to win. That's all Luke Richardson had to say about the, the stitches situation. But when he came back, you could see big, yeah. like bloody spot, certainly some stitches in his head. I mean, that's something I don't know if I've seen before a coach having to leave the bench. Cause he got hit by a puck. Didn't, didn't Kinger get hit I've, with a puck I've, last year? I've seen the, the, yeah. King got hit with a puck. Um, I, I've seen that happen a few times. Uh, I think Dean Evison got hit with a puck. Um, pretty sure, uh, Boudreaux got hit with a puck. That this is just that that I remember. Bounce right off. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, Richardson's a guy that's not uh, not unfamiliar with a couple of stitches, so I'm sure he just, you know, held the towel there as long as he could, and then got the commercial break and said, "All right, go stitch me up. Let's let's see what we yeah. can do." And came back and coached the team to a victory. Yeah, I that was a bad one because it, he was he had his head turned. So there was no way he couldn't brace, he couldn't like it just 
thunk right in the back of the head. But, uh, you know, kudos to Luke for staying in. And what a great suit choice. I mean, obviously he had no idea, (laughs) but wearing black jacket, black shirt when you're bleeding, you know, from your head. Good call. (laughs) Yeah, it's good, 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 uh, good luck there for Luke. Uh, I wonder if he wears that suit tomorrow. You might wonder if he's superstitious that way where he writes the hot suit. suit. Yeah. It's his lucky, unlucky suit. You have to get it dry cleaned. Nah. Nah, he's a hockey player. Let the blood and the sweat just resonate right through, and he'll smell like that kid from Minnesota after a few games. (laughs) Smell like Cheetos. Um, Cheetos and feet. (laughs) Oh, gross. (laughs) Well, speaking of tomorrow night, we did have a a, a super chat earlier uh, from Jake. Uh, We've got, um, do you think the Hawks will go after Sezikis tomorrow for the hit on Staluk? Love you guys. Not as much as we love you, Jake. I could tell yeah, you that. Jake, um, I would hope so because he got kicked out of that game immediately after that play. Yeah. And that was one of the things that upset me the most about that play was the fact that he he ran Staylock like that and all five Blackhawks on the ice stood there and did nothing. Yeah. So I would hope, you know, they there's a, you know, a receipt to get cashed in, to use that term again, um, you know. Put somebody out there, hopefully not Jujakara. We don't want him taking too many more punches ahead, but maybe, you know, get a Reese Johnson after him early in the game and get it over with early and move on. Uh, you know, and and if he turtles, well, then we know what kind of player he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, same as same as tonight. I don't I don't know if anyone was specifically going to go after Truba. He just kind of opened the door himself. Um, I don't feel like Sezikis is the same kind of uh chud pud that uh truba is but you know he he definitely uh could be someone that the blackhawks are you know wink wink nudge nudge uh circling on the dry erase board ahead of the game saying hey you know let's uh let's 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 keep an eye on on the activities of 53 there and uh go from there yeah i i I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of altercation um but i i wondered i i do wonder too if the fact that he was tossed from the game and didn't he get a, a game or two suspension too for it? I don't think he did. I think he just no. got a fine. Okay. Maybe that uh maybe that says like, hey, it was taken care of, but who knows? Maybe this Blackhawks team is is a team that likes to get into to games where they can maybe cash some receipts and maybe that works out for them. Maybe that that's that's kind of the jump that they need to to get into some of these games. Well, you it see, worked tonight. yeah, guys talking about, you know, team win and stuck together and all those sort of things like it does go a long way, especially when things are are tough, you know, and you haven't really had much good luck lately to to kind of to rally the troops that way is there's meaning in that. And look, you saw Truba yeah. after fighting Taves, like skates to the bench and throws his helmet at the Rangers bench and says, wake up like he's trying to get his team going. And yeah. You know, look, that's a team that feels like they're skilled enough to skate their way and shoot their way out of their problems, and maybe they are, right? Um, the Hawks are not that. And I think, you know, staying close, staying tight-knit, you know, trying to be as as supportive of a teammate as you can be is probably the, the best way to go through this thing here. Because mm-hmm. when you've got dudes who are sticking up for each other and playing hard for each other, uh, it, it makes the losses a little less, I don't know, exhausting or... And when, when, I don't know. I, I just I feel like when when you start to pile up losses, and the team's just not really do. If it's just a bunch of guys trying to pick up stats and get traded, then it's it's just going to make it even longer and even suckier. At least there seems to be some true camaraderie on this team. 
Yeah, when you're when you're team is going through the stretch that the Blackhawks have been going through if you're just kind of sitting back and accepting the results and just kind of you know as as, as much as we talk about oh we need Domi and Athanasiu to score goals so they can up their trade value like if that's not ever going to be the mentality of a player um, you know they want they want to win they want to compete as hard as they can so when they're going through tough stretches like this to at least still see them fighting hard finishing checks you know the 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 four check is is aggressive you know they're they're they're, they're playing trying to play as 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 hard and 100 percent as they can that's you know that's an, an indication that you know the team isn't just accepting these defeats and accepting that they're they're out of these games something we saw last season early last season was the final few games of of jeremy colleton as head coach the blackhawks would give up the first goal or you know they, if they did get the lead, they would you know give up the lead on the very next shift, and the body language would just be so terrible that it would just take them out of those games almost immediately. Sometimes they'd give up the first goal four or five minutes into the game, and then it would snowball. Set two nothing, three nothing, four nothing. End of the first period, you're down four nothing. Everyone's looking for the exit door. So when you have a team that is not getting the results that they want um but they're still competing like this they're still they're still sticking up for team they're sticking up for teammates they're they're without hesitation jumping into scrums and fights and 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 playing hard like that it's an indication that they're they're all still in it and we talked about how much of a of a challenge it'll be for luke richardson to keep his team in it for these players to stay in it uh in a season that's expected to be really tough um I'm I'm happy with with how they have performed um in that regard as far as you know showing that they still you know their GAF meters are, are have been pretty high each night um so that's 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 a big positive you can take away in a season that's not going to have a lot of wins. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you guys uh when they gave up that second goal and it was 4-2 at like 4 minutes to go I was like uh-oh <laughs> like uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Ben Pope had to open his mouth about the last time they were up four one, <laughs> didn't he? Like I got, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little nervous. But then, like, they got through like the next minute without giving up another one, and then they got the yeah. empty netter. But whew, I was like, man, here we go again. Like this would be <laughs> just. But again, the Dallas Stars are a lot better hockey team than the New York Rangers are right now. So that that probably has something to do with it too. That's two losses in a row on home ice and back-to-back nights to the Ottawa Senators and the Chicago Blackhawks. Tell me more about how the New York Rangers are going to win a Stanley Cup this year. Gerard Gallant is quiet. (laughs) Gerard Gallant might not even make it to the Chicago rematch at this point. They're already all talking about he needs to get fired and he's lost the room. Gerard Mm. Gallant usually doesn't lose his team until year three. He sped up the process. (laughs) Look look at his way. He's literally gotten fired in the third year of every team he's been with. This is only year two. So he's really sped up the process, and like I, you knew it was coming at some point because that's what he does. He gets there, he wins, and then everybody hates him. But he's sped up the process here, and there's a lot going wrong with the New York Rangers. They fooled people last year. You know, they had Sesterkin go crazy, MVP type year. Chris Kreider scored fifty. Come on, that was never going to happen again. They had a <laughs> at the coach. age of like thirty three. Yeah, right. they had a, they had the best power play in the league, which is now like 
middle of the pack this year. So, you know, they've got a lot of high-priced top-end talent, and then they've got some young kids that just aren't developing. They had the first and second overall pick in back-to-back years, and they're playing on their bottom six. Well, see, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's spend some time on that because I saw – I'm sorry, it was way back in the chat. I saw somebody bring that up and sort of say, that just goes to show you that tanking doesn't always pay off, which is correct. But it I will say, show you development does. Yes, and the Rangers have—they're not a typical team that would have those number one and number two after they've got too much talent. So, if those guys were picked by the Hawks, they'd be in the top six, both of them, and they'd be getting top power play time. You know, probably some penalty kill time for both. They'd be playing 19, 20 minutes a game at this point, and probably be producing at a higher level. But Lafreniere and Kako haven't really been given the chance to take that next step in their career because the Rangers see themselves as contenders, which as of last year, they were right. Um, And they're not really in the the development game. That's why to me, when you talk about them being a destination for Patrick Kane, that sort of excites me because maybe one of those two guys would be part of a deal back. Cause if they're like, well, these guys aren't developing, they're not worth what they are. Maybe they would be the, you know, the piece of the puzzle that, you know, we talk about maybe not getting Bedard and taking a year off the, the rebuild, but if you get Kaka or Lafreniere, you know, right after they've been drafted two or three years into their careers, you're that's immediately your top prospect, right? So I don't know. That that to me can be a little maybe, bit tempting. Maybe. Well, I we mean, also look, gotta remember oh, go ahead, Mario. Well, I was just gonna say, uh look at Kirby Doc. Like he needed a change of scenery. It wasn't going to work out for him in, in Chicago. Um, so maybe one or both of those players could find themselves in a similar situation where, you know, they came in with a lot of talent, a lot of upside and a lot of expectations and they haven't hit them right away. But look, like they're, like they're coming into a team in a major market. Um, they're coming into a team that is hoping to contend right away. And just because they didn't click, you know, playing in, in, in the uh, first line or second line role doesn't necessarily mean that they're washed at 20 years old. Um, so if the if the Blackhawks and Rangers hypothetically do have a do it come to make a deal for Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taser, whoever, um, well, it would only be Patrick Kane if you're giving up one of these guys. But if one of those two guys comes the other way, maybe the Blackhawks could benefit from a change of scenery, change of environment, mm-hmm. um, maybe a change of role type of thing for, for, for either of those guys. Um, it worked for Patrick Sharp. It worked for Patrick Sharp. <laughs> like there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of history of, of, of top draft picks who just needed a, needed a, a change of scenery, needed a, a new environment, needed a new voice in their head as, as their coaching staff. Uh, it's, there's a lot of things that go into the, uh, the development of these of these young players. So, um, I I wouldn't hate it if a deal like that brought one of those guys over. Um, but I'm also not frothing at the mouth to get either of them. And let's another difference was the year the Rangers got the number one overall pick in Lafreniere. They weren't tanking. They were a playoff team. Technically, they lost in the the qualifying round of the expanded playoffs and those teams everybody got in that's what that's why they changed the rules for the number 1 pick cuz they were a playoff team that lost in the qualifying round and still got the number 1 overall pick so that's they weren't 
tanking to get Lafreniere. They got lucky on that, and then they changed yeah. the rule about only the top three worst records can get the number one pick. Um, <laughs> and I just looked at the standings now, and it was like it wasn't like the Blackhawks, where in a normal season they were no way going to make the playoffs. They were seventh in their division at the time that COVID cut the season short, but they were only two points out of a wild card spot. So they might have been a playoff team had that season gone 82 games. Was it that close? Yes. They were two they were seventh in their division, but only two points out of yeah. a wild card spot. So they might have still been a playoff team. They weren't tanking that year. So there's a no. little bit of a difference there. Wow. I don't remember the situation where they got Kako number two overall. It could have been a team that just had a down year, a lot of injuries. I don't remember the situation. I don't necessarily think they were. That changing. was they they moved up. They jumped up both years. I, yeah. I if I remember correctly, the the Devils and Rangers I think didn't the Devils, Rangers, and Blackhawks all sit, have make significant jumps into the top three? Wasn't that Yeah, I, I feel think, like that I was like, right. wasn't that the case? Like the like was was it Arizona that was supposed to be number one and they fell Probably. to four? <laughs> yeah, it goes the them. Rangers weren't great that year. They had seventy eight points, uh, which was like sixth worst in the Eastern Conference. There were five teams in the East with fewer points than them. So again, yeah. not tanking. I think they were a team that just disappointed, kind of like they're mm -hmm. doing right now. So it's a little different. They got they lucked into the second and first overall picks in back-to-back -back years, and it hasn't worked out for them for many reasons. Maybe those guys weren't as good as everybody thought they were. Maybe they haven't been given a chance to develop. Throwing both of those guys on veteran teams and saying, okay, you're a great elite talent compared to Sidney Crosby, Alexis, uh, you know, Lafreniere, but why don't you go play on the third line? Like with right. no yeah. AHL time. And, yeah, they nothing. both came right no. to the NHL too, right? Well, Lafayette couldn't go to the AHL because of the mm -hmm. stupid yeah. CHL agreement, right. which has to go away. It is the dumb and I, I I thought I read that they've right. extended that too. So it's the dumbest rule. It's right up there with the instigator as things that need to go away in hockey. Yeah. Uh I see uh our buddy Lafferty Daniel <laughs> in the chat says there's an outside chance of Pantilli goes number one. No. No. Connor Bedard is a guy. Unless Connor Bedard gets no, hurt there isn't. or something like that, no. there's there's no way he's not number one. There's no even shot. if he even if he gets hurt, he'll get drafted. First. Yeah, unless yeah. it's like a catastrophic. There's there's yeah, unless he gets his legs amputated by a train, he's <laughs> or, getting drafted number yeah. one. Yeah, and that, yeah. By the way, not like, drafting Bedard number one is a great way to get your ass fired as a GM. Yeah, if you do yeah, it and he's absolutely. not what you thought, no one's gonna say like. How how stupid are you to take this guy? No way. And if right. Daniel follows up and says Corey Pronman said it was a 66-33 split. No. There's no shot. The 33% are GM or is Kyle Davidson and uh, the GMs of the team, <laughs> the teams that are going to be near there saying, "Well, you know, but Ard's not a sure thing, hoping he's there at two yeah. or three. There's there's no way in hell a GM is dumb enough to not take Connor Bedard first overall this year. And if they are they deserve to be fired look, if he turns into the next McDavid. Look, Jack Jack Eichel lit up the NCAA in his draft year and was was behind Connor McDavid. And if if the Oilers had selected Connor McDavid and he didn't turn out to be what he is now, no one would have blamed them for taking still taking Connor McDavid because he was absolutely the head and shoulders best prospect in that draft, even as good as Jack Eichel was. And that's pretty much what we're seeing 
again this 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 time around with Bedard and Fantilli. Like Fantilli is is playing tremendous in the NCAA. He was scoring ahead of Eichel's pace that he had in his draft year, uh, where he scored like something like seventy some points in like 30, 30 or so games mm-hmm. uh, at, at at BU in his draft year. Um, but it's like Bedard has scored in all but one game he has played this year in the WHL. And that was the first game of the season. He has 58 points. I think I saw 58 points in, in a 25 game point streak. Like dude. And, and he's, and he, he's doing this after the, his, his non-draft year as a 16, 17 year old scoring over a hundred points in the WHL. Like, this kid's legit. He is the number one overall prospect. And I don't think there's any like, look, I love Corey Promen. I'll trust his word 99.99% of the time. Even if he says it's a 66 to 33 split between Bedard and Fantilli, I'm betting all my money on that 66 for Bedard. Yeah. And there, there's some chatter in the chat too, that it's because Bedard is a winger and not a center. So is Nathan McKinnon. So is Patrick Kane. So is Alex Ovechkin. I don't care. I don't care. Stop. Like, stop saying players are are too small to play in the NHL. That's not a thing. Stop. Stop. It it it's not a thing at all. Look at Cole Caulfield. Look at Alex Debrinkit. Look at Paul Correa. Look at Martin St. Louis. Look at Patrick Kane. Like, <laughs> stop. Patrick, yeah, look at Patrick Kane. Like, stop saying players are too small to succeed in the NHL. It's a myth. It is an absolute myth. Think about this. Like it was um was it Kane and uh Van Riemsdyk? Were they the one was that the same draft, right? Like yeah. that was the chatter. I was like, Kane Small and Van Reems, like as big and physical, like yeah, and Kyle Turris. Mm, okay, like just don't overthink it. That's how you get fired. I'm kidding you. I mean, I'm not kidding you. That's how you get fired. You, you just say, I'm going to be the smartest guy in the room, like he who shall not be named, and overdraft a guy just to be that smart guy and try to prove to everybody how smart I am, and that's how you get fired. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if unless something crazy happens with Bedard. There's no way. And there are some people saying that Bedard uh, is going to be better than Patrick Kane. That's kind of the consensus right now. I don't think, I mean, look, Kane's had a fantastic career, of course, but we're talking about just the player. You can't like when we're comparing, you got to take away. We're not talking about titles. We're not talking about individual achievements, consmites. We're talking about the player, the full package. And I think if you asked, if you pulled some people, is Connor Bedard going to be better than Patrick Kane? You'd probably get a pretty decent split on that on that poll. It's not it's not far fetched. They're talking about him like a generational player, mm-hmm. like the best of his generation or one of the best of his generation. And Patrick Kane's in that conversation, but you've got Crosby ahead of him, you've got Ovechkin in, ahead of him in terms of individual player. McDavid's ahead of him. It's you know it's not a, it's not Kane is one dimensional. It's it's not a, a huge thing to think that he could be eclipsed by somebody. But right. anyway, yeah, I mean, if, if you're if you're if you're saying for their entire career, who would you build a team around, you know, and, and I don't think Patrick Kane is your first pick in the in the last, you know, 15, 20 years of players. Yeah. Top five, top 10, and, probably. Top sure, 10 for sure. Yeah. Top five, probably. He's he's definitely in that fantasy draft. He is a lottery pick, but he's not not in the top three. I don't think. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our uh, four stars of the game, shall we? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Uh, the number three star of the game, Seth Jones. He okay. had uh, two assists, two shots on goal, and four block shots. The number two star, 
Max Domi, two goals and assists and three points. That's his second consecutive game with a pair of goals. He had five shots on goals and won a nice 69% of his faceoffs. And Patrick Kane, your number one star, one goal, two assists for three points and three shots on goal. Uh, so my four star, I'm going to give it to Luke Richardson for finishing the game hurt after blocking <laughs> a shot uh, very courageously and bravely. Uh, Luke Richardson gets it. And I also think, too, like it's kind of a recognition fourth star for him because he's been somehow keeping this team together through all of this, through uh, them knowing they're being built to fail, them losing eight games in a row, and they still most nights come out ready to go, playing hard and playing for each other. So I think Luke deserves some credit for just keeping this thing afloat. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Uh, I originally was going to pick uh, Seth Jones, and then he got picked a third star because he deserved it. So I'm going to go with another one of the blue liners. I'm going to go with Jake McCabe, who seems to be a regular in this segment. We should just <laughs> call this the uh, Jake McCabe four stars of the game. Uh, but another great game from him. Uh, he seems to be more active in the offensive zone these last couple of games. I don't know if that's by design or it's just him saying, somebody's got to do something here. I'm going to do it. Two assists tonight. Uh, he had two shots on goal. Uh, had a cu another couple blocks. So four total shot attempts. Six hits led the team. Also had three blocked shots. Blackhawks had 20 blocked shots tonight. That was key in winning. 21. Uh, Luke Richardson, 21. Oh, that's there you go. Well, was it? Was it that wasn't a, that wasn't sure. that wasn't a shot on goal though. That was a little <laughs> wide. Um, and over twenty-two minutes for Jake McCabe. We've been singing his praises all season long. Dude is a warrior. Does exactly what you expect him to every day, every game. Doesn't take a shift off. Uh, so Jake McCabe, once again, a fourth star of the game. And if we're giving a fan He's fourth a star, it looks like Taves based on the chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I was debating. I was I was debating if I could uh, if I could split my fourth star vote, but um, I, I I went with uh, Jujar Kara for the fact that he was able to uh, get a little uh, little bit of his uh, payback on on uh, Captain Chudwack. Uh, <laughs> but I'll also I'll also throw an honorary uh, fourth star split to Jonathan Taze too for doing the same thing. Um, you know, anytime Truba's on his bullshit, uh, if you can put a couple uh, put a couple punches on him, that's that's not never a bad way to maybe get a consolation prize. But to do it in a win, uh, even better. So yeah, we'll go with uh, Kara and uh, Taze on the side. I like it. All right, we're gonna get to our tank standings here in a second, but first we're gonna tell you about our friends at Pins and Aces. Mario, take it away. Yeah, Pins and Whoa, <laughs> there goes the phone. Pins and aces. You know, when you're out on the course fumbling around through your golf bag, what you definitely don't want to fumble is your pins and aces insulated beer sleeve, which you might fumble around if you've gotten good use out of it. But it is a product that you can store in your golf bag. Uh, you can store seven beers right in there. Keep them cold the entire round. And it is one of the innovative products brought to you by our friends at Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy Golf Podcast on the All City Network. They make the best uh, golf apparel that uh, it's, you know, perfect gift for the golfer in your family or friends group uh, to get uh, for the holiday season 
or if you're looking to escape the cold winters of Chicago down to uh, the southern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere, southern regions of the United States, maybe. <laughs> Why not? Maybe, maybe Florida, maybe Arizona. May, maybe you want to go to the southern hemisphere. I don't know what the golf is like in Argentina, but it might be nice. Uh, but get yourself some pins and aces. You're going to be looking good wherever you go to hit the links with their amazing polos, hats, uh, custom golf bags, and again, the beer sleeve which is a fan favorite. Check out pinsandaces.com. When you do, use the promo code CHGO. When you do that, you're going to receive 15% off of your first order, and you're going to get free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com using the promo code CHGO. Perfect thing to uh, accessorize with your nifty pins and aces outfit would be a pair of Shady Rays on Mm -hmm. top of your head because... Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it, and by golly, that's exactly what they've done. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses because our friends at Shady Rays has you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical optical clarity, easy for me to say, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle the best part about Shady Rays is they have the most insane protection program on all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So even if Jacob Truva skated from all the way across the ice, <laughs> left his feet, and knocked your Shady Rays off your head with a dirty hit, Shady Rays will replace your sunglasses for free. He won't get suspended or penalized, but you'll get new sunglasses. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still managed to make quality that I could tell you from being a customer there for the past couple of years. They are as good, if not better, than any one of those expensive pairs you can buy on the market. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order place and have donated over 20 million meals to date. Everybody's looking to help out others this time of year. So get yourself some sunglasses and help out some of those that aren't as fortunate. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit right out the giant test window at the Shady Rays factory and they will do what it Ever it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. And an exclusive deal for our CHGO listeners who we love and so do Shady Rays. Mm-hmm. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout and you will receive 50% off two or more pairs of glasses. That's buy one, get one free. The more you buy, the more you save. You can get two pairs of awesome Shady Rays for as low as 54 bucks check them out at shadyrays.com all right before we get to our tank standings i want to tell you about remember we mentioned that uh diehard membership and how it pays for itself mm-hmm. december 16th is our first ever chgo bulls takeover that is friday december 16th chicago versus new york festivities begin at the crossroads on madison there and you will shuttle over to the game it includes tickets as well uh pre-game drinks at Crossroads. We love we're we're at Crossroads all the time, by the way. If there's a weekday yeah, practice, at crossroads. if you want to meet us at Crossroads, we're there pretty much every afternoon after practice. Uh, but it's an awesome place right there cool by our job. offices in the West Loop. So go to allchgo.com to secure your tickets to the CHGO Bulls takeover. You're gonna to go to the game, you're gonna to go to Crossroads, you're gonna hang out with everybody from CHGO. It's gonna be an awesome time. That's December 16th, allchgo.com. And of course. If you're a diehard, guess what? That you get to save on the takeover. You get cheaper tickets 
than those non-diehards. So if you want to become a diehard, allchgo.com has you covered. All right, Stephen, without further ado, let's get to our tank standings. All right, the Blackhawks are falling in the tank standings, I guess you would say. They are third overall in the tank standings behind Anaheim, who have a whopping 14 points in 25 games. They're 6, 16, and 3. Arizona with 17 points in 21 games. They're 7, 11, and 3. The Hawks, like I said, are third with 18 points in 23 games. They're 7, 12, and 4. Columbus is 8, 12, and 2 with 18 points in 22 games. And San Jose with 20 points in 27 games. They're 8, 15, and 4. So the Hawks currently number three in the tank standings. Well, uh, they could be up to they, they might be back down to two, yeah. Coyotes are, are leading the Canucks 2-1 to one in the second period as we speak. So go Coyotes. All right. Go get them, Coyotes. Do it. And before we check, before we check out, one more note on tonight's game. I'd feel bad if I don't give a shout out to the fourth line Uh, for second straight game with a goal from the fourth line. It was Reese Johnson ticking it in, uh, and then how about Boris Kachuk with his Dennis Savard uh, spinorama impression there? That was (laughs) quite entertaining. But fourth line back to back games with a goal from them, Um, and if you count. Mackenzie Entwistle's power play goal. That's three goals in two games from fourth liners. So tip of the cap to those guys. Hey, you mentioned Kachuk too. That first goal, which seems like a lifetime ago, you know, hits the Ranger player behind the net, comes away with the puck, and it leads to a goal. Physical play without being dirty. You know, it, yep. it's doable. So, uh, yeah, Kachuk has been uh, better the last couple games. It's a matter of these guys putting it together consistently, right? That's the battle. And that's kind of what separates these guys from being – Really good top six because you look at Kachuk and Radish and they got all the tools, but it's that consistency with those guys. But both of them have been playing really, really well lately. So, all right, we're going to wrap things up. I am off tomorrow. I have um, my annual family Christmas party that I never miss. It is like the most special night of the year for me. So I'm taking a night off. Mario and Greg will have your Hawks Islanders post game tomorrow night. So make sure you're there with them. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the CHGO. You need a Red Bull. And a Red Bull, exactly, uh, before the game starts because yeah. the Islanders are boring. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the post-game show will be lit, mm-hmm. from what I understand. We'll do our best. Yeah. Compared right, we'll, to that game, we'll I can guarantee it will be lit. Yep. I will talk to you tomorrow. It will be as litty as possible. On the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.